Welcome to the Dirt on Turf podcast. I'm your host, Chris Toppings. Today we have an amazing guest. First, let's hear from our sponsors. Netting professionals are improving programs one facility at a time. Netting professionals specialize in the design, fabrication, and installation of custom nettings for backstops, batting cages, dugouts, scoreboards, overhead netting, barrier netting, sideline netting, golf course netting, and much more. They also design and install digital graphic wall padding, windscreen, turf, turf protectors, dugout benches, dugout cubbies, and more. Netting Professionals continues to provide quality products and services to many recreational, high school, college, and professional fields, facilities, courses, and stadiums throughout the country. Netting Professionals are improving programs one facility at a time. Contact them today at 844-620-2707 or info at nettingpros.com. Visit them online at www.nettingpros.com or check out Netting Pros on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and LinkedIn for all their latest products and projects. For almost 30 years, Sod Solutions has worked with top researchers and universities to develop and release cutting-edge turf grass varieties. We have positioned these grasses as the most sold patented varieties in the world, varieties that benefit the golf, sports, residential, and commercial industries. With that success, we have launched a new segment called Sod Solutions Professionals. Sod Solutions Pro is focused on assisting clients through the entire process to provide a beautiful, streamlined, and successful grassing project. We offer robust professional services featuring specification writing, turf grass selection consulting, product sourcing, delivery and installation, and maintenance solutions. Visit SodSolutionsPro.com and let us work for you. Welcome to the Dirt on Turf podcast. I'm your host, Chris Toppings. Today's episode three of Conversations with Toro. Today we have Noah Wall. Uh, He's going to talk about the Workman UTX. Uh, Welcome, Noah. Hey, Chris. Thanks for having me. Yeah, man. Glad to have you. Why don't you give the listeners a little background of yourself uh, and how you got to where you are, and then we'll go from there. Yeah, sure. I grew up uh, in a small town in southern Minnesota, and there happened to be a golf course in my backyard, so that was my first job. At about 11 or 12 years old, I was fixing ball marks in exchange for free golf and kind of kept it up through high school and ended up working at a couple of different golf courses in college and uh, spent some time at a couple of private clubs and one lower end public place where I was the superintendent for a while and uh, really enjoyed it. And then eventually switched over and did some work with uh, one of the Toro distributors here in Minnesota for a couple of years. And then from there, I moved on to Toro. So sort of uh, used equipment, sold equipment, and now make equipment. So uh, the, the turf gamut. That's right. Um... So I, I met you at the show in Savannah. Yeah. Uh, awesome piece of equipment. I've always been around. Uh, of course, the competitor is the John Deere Gator. I mean, that's you know, that's always been, they've been around for a long time. And if anybody's seen this piece of equipment, 
it's hands down at the top of you know the top of the game. So um, I want you to talk about it. Uh, explain to us what is so good about like what are your benefits to it. Now you've already told me some of these things when I met with you in Savannah, but uh, yeah. for the listeners to hear it, it's going to be great. Yeah, like you mentioned, there's a lot of good, uh, you know, four by fours or side by sides out there, and um, they're really designed well. And, and the difference, I think, between this machine and what those machines are is we're really focusing on our commercial customer, those customers who take care of fine turf, whether it's a golf course or a sports field or, you know, at a university or a place like that. Those are really our true customers. Uh, so we built this machine directly in line with their needs in that uh, the duty cycle is more of a 40 hours a week as opposed to a 40 hours a month where you, you put some hours on the weekend and, and it's somewhat recreational. This machine is definitely built for work. So that was definitely our focus, um, you know, led us to choose more commercial grade components, heavier duty steel, that sort of stuff right from the get go. And we built this and, you know, starting from the ground up, you have the opportunity to do so. so that's probably one of the biggest things. Uh, and I know we talked about that at the show. One of the, the things I'm most proud of with this machine is our ground speed governing. Uh, again, with the commercial focus, um, we really try to have control. There's lots of different opportunities out there for operators who are seasonal or less experienced to get in these type of machines. And, and right. again, a lot of them are built to go fast and be loud but that's not necessarily what uh, our commercial customers are after. So um, in a nutshell, our ground speed governing is that the ground speed and the RPMs of the machine are decoupled. So you can either go really slow if you need to, if you're pulling a heavy load and still have all the engine horsepower available to you, or if you're going faster, maybe down a city street, uh, you can actually drop the engine <laughs> RPMs and be quieter and use less fuel. So um, those are things that are really desirable for that commercial customer, obviously, to have that control, especially around speed. Yeah, I'd, um, I think that's a, especially with uh, the way it is hiring people right now. Sometimes you're not always hiring somebody with a lot of experience, you know, just to get some bodies in there. And they might not have been around this equipment a lot. So that speed governing is uh, very important. Uh, talk about the specs on it, the motor. Um, you know, what kind of, like, what have they done to it and how, how much different is it than it was? And, you know, some of the, some of them before. Go ahead. Yeah. Uh, so we're going to have a couple different models. We're going to have a gas and a diesel. Mm -hmm. uh, our, our diesel machine will be a 24 horsepower diesel engine. And our gas machine will actually be 40 horsepower. And, and that's going to allow it to go a little bit faster. Uh, so we'll be up to go 45 miles an hour with that gas machine. So definitely an opportunity for those customers who do have larger properties to, to get around. And um, again, that's where the speed control comes in. If you're the manager or the technician, you're able to go fast, but you can uh, keep the crew from going that fast, obviously, with our, some of our speed control settings. Um, and then we're also going to have a two seat or a four seat. So uh, you know, a get around type of machine for you and your and uh, some materials or some tools, but also sort of that crew machine where if you are going around doing a, a work that requires up to four people, you'd be able to move them all around with you. 
Yeah, absolutely. Uh, what um, I'm trying to think. Of, I was going to ask you a question, and I can't even remember what it was. Um, availability. I've asked everybody this question. I know they don't yeah. like the they don't like the question. I know how everything is with shipping and everything like that. When is this going to be ready? I'm not talking about availability, but when is this thing ready to to be bought? I mean, can you go ahead and put your order in for this machine? Yeah, we're very close. Uh, we've been in development for a while. And, and like you alluded to, things are rough right now as far as the supply chain goes. Uh, everybody knows that if they've gone to buy a washing machine or a microwave or a car right now, everything's pretty backed up. But uh, we're ready to go. We're doing some of our final testing. And hopefully by this summer, we'll have uh, retail availability of the gas and the diesel. That's, you know, that's... That's great news. And this is a commercial product as well. It can be bought from commercial distributors, right? Yeah, our Toro distributors uh, all around the country and Canada are going to have this machine and have it available to sell. What, uh, what kind of load capacity are we looking at with this machine? Yeah, one of the, one of the other things, obviously, that goes along with commercial grade is, is doing more work and repetitive work. And one of the things we focused on is trying to just add to that, be a little bit more efficient. So we actually have 1,250 pounds of cargo capacity uh, where a lot of machines are in that, you know, 1,000 to 1,100 range. So adding 20, up to 25% more cargo capacity just helps you get more done. Uh, in our cargo bed, we're going to have a standard uh, spray and bed liner. You know, a lot of people wow. are working with salt in the winter or chemicals in the summer and uh, even just rust and water, those things wear your bed out. And like we mentioned with that commercial expectation, this needs to last. So that was definitely a focus. Um, obviously, with our relationship with Boss Snowplows, we've uh, had the salt spreader in the machine quite a bit. And uh, that salt spreader with enough salt in it is usually over that thousand pound mark. So we wanted to make sure that customers could put a, a big old V blade on the front and a salt spreader on the back and still be within the machine specifications. Yeah. Uh, the, not only the load, but what about the, we talked about when I'm mentioning Savannah, is it going to be available without a cab or is that, are they all have a cab? Yeah, you can do both. We've we've set the machine up sort of with a modular design. Uh -huh. uh, ROPs are obviously standard. That's a rollover protection. Uh, and then you can go ahead and add whatever you want, whether it's a glass windshield with a wiper, uh, canopy, rear screen, and doors. And then obviously, if you're going to have the cab, you're going to want it climate controlled. So you can either do heat only. And a lot of people, obviously, in the northern half of the continent will do heat only and just take the doors off in the summer, but we're also gonna offer a heat and air conditioning combo. So if you do want to keep that cab full out all year round, you could stay nice and cool in the summer and, oh, and wow. warm in the winter. Wow, I don't think there's been many uh, machines like that that offered air conditioning. That's pretty. It's definitely nice. And you know, a lot of folks will say they don't wanna spoil their crew that much. So. Maybe we should keep that a secret. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, uh, depending on your crew, you know, sometimes it's okay to spoil. Uh, I'll say that I, I have a good crew. 
personally. Um, uh, if it was in my budget, it'd definitely be something that I would definitely buy if I got ready to replace. Um, unfortunately, in the golf business, um, most of the time, you know, in golf, that's why, you know, I mean, this podcast is sports turf, but in the golf business, they do – they get deals on carts and when they get the carts, they get the utility vehicles from the same, you know, they're the same brand, you know? So just most of the time, that's how that works out for them, unless they're buying a spray or mower or something like right. that, you know? Um, the good thing in the sports turf world is I see a lot more of the tour or, you know, that machine, the workman, I see a lot more of those in the Northern area. Um, and I would love to see the southern, the southern part of the U.S. transition to more of those machines. Uh, I just, I think they're very durable. I've always liked them. I've always liked the, of course, the Toro brand. Um, now I did. I haven't seen a four seater, uh, and I'm going to provide some pictures whenever I, whenever this goes goes live I, I will provide some pictures and a link for this machine um the other thing we haven't talked about is with the options what is it looking like for the msrp yeah that's something that we obviously set and our distributors are free to, to price it however they see fit so uh, i guess what i'll say is for that base unit it's it's under twenty thousand dollars and, and that's right in the range with the competitive units. It's right. A, it's a, um, a category that's really blown up in the last few years. And I think a lot of people would be surprised at how much people are paying for some of these recreational machines and, you know, $35,000, $40,000. And uh, I always get the comment that you can buy a truck for that much. That's kind of what is the usual comment anytime anybody hears that. But in talking with customers, especially, you know, in university settings, that truck isn't as useful as this because they need to find a parking spot for it. And um, it's bigger. So I've talked to a couple of different people at universities where they'll say, I need to go from the stadium over to a meeting, but there's nowhere to park. But if I drive this UTV, I can pull it up on the grass and leave it right there and nobody bothers me. Uh, but they need the speed of a truck. And again, that's where having that speed up over 25 miles an hour is key. So um, they're, they're a, a category that's definitely growing. And I think that people are understanding the, just the versatility in those different settings, whether it's at a, you know, a professional sports field or a university setting or even a small park system uh, field setting. Excuse me. Now, did you, how did it perform in all the different uh, terrains? Like, I'm, I know you've tested it in the snow with you being in Minnesota. That's probably the first test that was done. Um, how about sand, uh, maybe some little bit of wetlands, a little wetter soils? Um, uh, how did it perform in those areas? Yeah, that's a good question. We've actually sort of revamped some of our testing uh, as we started developing this machine. Uh, so we have multiple test sites around the country, but one of our main ones, we did a couple of different things. We installed some, some hard surfaces, uh, some asphalt, basically. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, these are heavy-duty off-road four-wheel drive machines, but you find out that, you know, maybe 80% of the time they're on a hard surface. So we wanted to make sure that we tested to that. Uh, and then we added curbs and we added some mud and we added rocks 
and we added, uh, you know, just a natural type rock path feel just to try to replicate all those different areas that customers use the machine. And um, we set up a, a test cycle where they get a little bit of all of it and we get a really good idea how the machine handles all those. And during development, we'd make changes based on what we found. So um, the, <clears throat> the testing that we've done on this machine is further and uh, definitely more extreme than any other vehicle testing we've ever done based on what we've learned on our other machines and then just the new applications that we see with this one. So um, it's, it's a little different than, again, and it's no, no drag on the competitors. They're doing what, what their customers want, those homeowners want, but we have to do what our customers want. And a lot of times that's a curbs and, uh, and hard surfaces and loose sand, like you said, and, and a variety for the most part. Yeah, what I had another question I just thought about. Uh, is the bed size the same or does it come? Is that an option as well? The beds will all be the same size, whether you get the, the two or the four passenger. It's a pretty large bed. I want to say it's a little bit over 17 cubic feet, which is, which is quite a bit, uh, along with that 1,250 pounds of capacity. Um, but on the four seater, the, the cargo capacity goes down to 1,000 just due to the extra potential weight of having those extra passengers in the machine. Right. Uh, and does it offer any attachments yet, or is it going to be, it's one of those regular UTVs that when you buy things like blowers and things like that, I mean, it's going to have easy ac access to be able to put those, you know, normal attachments as you would have in the turf, in the turf industry. Yeah. Like I mentioned before, one of the main focuses we did for, you know, those in the North was obviously the partnership with Boss Plows. So we basically integrated the Boss Plow undercarriage kit into the machine. So from the first moment this machine was developed to have that plow on it, which obviously saves time and money for those who use a plow. Other things we've done is, you know, made a standard two inch receiver on the front and the back. So any sorts of drawbars or other attachments that you might have, you know, a lot of people in this space are customizing things uh, for their application or their location. So that's an opportunity to put whatever you want. And then as far as Toro accessories, we're going to have the standard stuff as far as um, work lights. And like I mentioned, the heat and the air conditioning, we're going to have some storage, uh, ample storage under the seat above your head. All sorts of things like that and obviously you know a glass windshield with a wiper or if you're just looking for a, a canopy and a, and a polycarbonate windshield we'll offer that as well so we'll run the gamut of, of, the, of the regular old attachments but also try to make it easy for those who have something specific right and it has a, another question lock and differential it does have a lock and differential correct yeah, and one of the one of the big things is that we have it on the front and the rear so oh, wow. if you really get into trouble you'll be able to get out of it but I'll tell you one of the parts that makes it even better if you are on a, a sports field or an area where you never need those differentials to be locked, we can actually disable them so that your operator doesn't accidentally put them on and cause some turf damage out on your field accidentally. Yeah, when it when differentials are locked like that, it seems to got a lot more biting going on and you can definitely see it. Yeah, that's yeah, that's that's, uh, that's always sorry. a big question. Yep. Yeah, and, and we have a couple other things that we can control. One of the other things we always talk about is uh, with customers is 
is seat belts. That's always a big thing. We can actually set it up so the machine won't move if you don't have your seatbelt on. If that's something that's important to you, uh, we can set speeds for high gear and low gear and reverse, all those sorts of things that you want to be able to kind of have control over. Maybe you're using the plow, and for those who plow, you know that the faster you're going, the more damage you're going to do to the plow or the manhole cover that you hit at 20 miles an hour. Uh, so we can control the speeds in those applications as well. And then um, the manager can, can control that basically by taking a supervisor key in and out. So you could get in, Chris, and, and say, all right, now I want to be able to go full out. But when I give it back to my crew, I want to make sure their speed is limited. Uh, or like you said, you have a good crew. But uh, we talked to I actually talked to somebody at a university during that STMA show that said we have to borrow our machines to the, you know, the tailgate promotional crew on the weekends. And they always worry about them because what are those guys going to do with them in that crowded area? Uh, so they like the opportunity to limit their speed and their functionality while they're away during the weekends and somebody else is using the machine. So it just gives you flexibility and, and obviously control that everybody's looking for. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I didn't, we don't have to use, you talk about snow. We don't have to use that stuff around here normally, but I'll tell you, they're calling for some more tonight. Yeah, and I, I left heard. the conference. I got, uh, I left it on Thursday, last Thursday. I got to Raleigh that afternoon, uh, watched the NC state women's basketball game left there, drove two hours home. It was, it was starting to sleep. Uh, I got up that Friday. It was still sleeping. Um, they were calling for snow that day. Nothing happened. So it kept sleeping on and off. Had a nice layer of ice, probably an inch thick. Friday night, went to bed, woke up Saturday morning, just six inches of snow on the ground. And from, from about... And I went to bed at uh, 11 and there was nothing on the ground. So from about 11.30 to about seven in the morning it was uh between four and a half to six inches of snow in in our region so it was it was crazy yeah yeah that is crazy i mean it's all about what you have for equipment right and that goes back to that happens here you know once every seven eight days we probably get six inches of snow so that's why a machine like this is so vital because we don't close the schools you know the kids go to uh, sports still, and they got to get between the buildings and all that sort of stuff. So, um, usually that's the holdup down south when they get some snow, right? Nobody has any way to get rid of it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They closed school for a week now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah, it's, it's definitely interesting. And, you know, a piece of equipment like that, it already comes ready to go. You know, it's nothing to it, you know. And if you got a plow on it, it's not like that, uh, there's other, there's other uses for a blade period. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah. uh, so that's, and then that's another, another interesting, um, if anybody hadn't seen this machine they, and they're able to demo one, they definitely need to try and do that. Uh, it's very well built. It's very durable. You can tell that, um, that's, uh, that's about all I, all I have for my questions. Is there anything else you want to touch on? Uh, anything else you can think from the, from the, 
somebody in the industry that will be purchasing this, is there anything from that viewpoint that you could, that you, that you could think maybe that they would have a question about? Yeah, I think, I think we covered a lot of it. I guess the, the point that I would just reiterate about this machine and, and like you said, encourage people to give it a try um, as, as we built it based on the feedback we got from sports field managers and turf management type people all around the country and the world, to be honest. And that's where we came up with a lot of this stuff, you know, obviously turf friendliness with the open differentials and the opportunity to lock them, but then also not use them. The, the speed control type stuff, because you, you all applicate and, and spray and put down salt and sand. And, you know, we have cruise control, which is not something that's normal on one of these machines. So if you do need to, to go down a city street to another park, or if you need to, you know, you're spraying some sort of chemical and you need to hold a consistent speed, we're able to offer that. So um, on top of the, just like you said, the heavy duty build of the machine and the duty cycle that turf managers put on it versus, you know, uh, someone around their home uh, are all pretty obvious. And, and, you know, it's, we almost can't take credit for it because it's all feedback that we've got from our, our other, our customers who use our other products, right? They're using our mowers and our sand pro and our other machines. And uh, this is the stuff they say they want and we do our best to get it in the product. So give it a try. If you have the opportunity, reach out and, and uh, or reach out to me with any questions too. I'd be glad to answer them. And the new synthetic products, which I'm going to talk about uh, the next episode, are they, will they attach to this like some of the pull behinds? Yeah. Yep. There's oh, definitely yeah. opportunity to do that. Oh yeah. That's, that's going to be huge. That's awesome. Yep. Uh, man. So what's the weather like there? Well, today it's, uh, I think we might've got above zero. So we call that a good day in the end of January. Mm-hmm. Um, it's been pretty chilly though. We've had a couple of days that were 20, 30 below wind chill, but just, I was talking to somebody from Texas earlier in this week and they couldn't believe that. And I said, oh man, we, we stay inside when it's over a hundred here too. And you guys do that every day. So it's all relative, right? Some That's people right. need heat and some need air conditioning. That's right. Yeah. Well, well, stay warm and I appreciate your time. Uh, we'll get this out in the next Next little bit, going to try and break these episodes up on my release. But, man, I, it's been a pleasure having you on. Uh, yeah. And if I don't see you before in the next year, I'll definitely see you at the show, the next show for sure. Yeah, sounds good. It was nice to meet you and, and see you in person in Savannah. And thanks for having me on. Yes, sir. Well, I appreciate it. And you take care. You too. Bye. Agstone is focused on providing its customers with more than just a great product. Offering a surprisingly affordable full course wetting agent that is 98% biodegradable, reduces LDS, increases nitrogen uptake, and has no burn potential. One chemistry, multiple benefits. Agstone stays with you every step of the way, helping analyze and maximize potential through our products, technical knowledge, and customer support. To get more information, visit www.ag-stone.com, www.ag-stone.com, or email sales at 
agstone.com and ag, ag-stone.com. Well, that's it for today's episode. Again, I'm your host, Chris Toppings, with the Dirt on Turf podcast. And before we leave you, let me remind you about netting professionals. It doesn't matter what kind of netting you need, whether it's for a batting cage, a dugout, driving range, backstops, check out netting professionals. Go to their website, www.nettingpros.com, or follow them on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, or LinkedIn. You don't want to miss out with these people. Give them a call. Let them give you a price. They'll take care of you. Until next week, I'm Chris Toppings. We'll see you then. This segment is brought to you by Turf Men. TurfMend is a patch repair product developed by a former golf course superintendent designed for professional turf managers and homeowners alike to fill in those bare spots or worn areas of turf. TurfMend helps you save time and money by using high quality professional ingredients so you will never end up with weed seed in your repairs. TurfMend is now available in two different formulations. One with USGA specs saying peat moss and grass seed or the second formulation which has Omri listed compost, peat moss and grass seed. Turfmend is proudly sourced and blended in the USA. Repair the bear with Turfmend and go to www.turfmend.com for more information. That's www.turfmend.com Dot com and make sure the reference dirt on turf make sure to reference dirt on turf when you place your order to get 10% off repair the bear with turf men be sure to follow us on twitter at dirt turf podcast